Wellness, indeed, it is a noble thing to do. And what is more noble than to wish everyone out there a happy Mother's Day of 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Daryl E.Z.D. Fulton, one of the teammates of the Bible Information Brokers. I'll be introducing my other teammates momentarily and give you, the listening audience, an opportunity to join in the broadcast as we do week in and week out, as the Lord has been willing for all these years. But first of all, let's go before the throne and present this broadcast to the Lord in his honor and his glory and for our edification. Father God, we just thank you again for the privilege and the opportunity of life, breath that you've given us in our body. Our life is really not our own, but yours. Whether you're a believer or unbeliever, the believer should know that. The unbeliever will learn that. And we just ask and pray for those that are listening to this broadcast, whether believer or not, that they will consider participating. Father God, because you will get your glory out of all of us. No matter we like it or not, you will get our glory. What a blessed thing to be able to participate in that glory. So we just ask and pray, Lord, as we're committing this time to you in question and answer format on this wonderful Mother's Day on a Sunday, that we may be able to do this broadcast again to your glory to your honor, and for our edification. And in that spirit, Father God, we thank you and praise you for everyone that will participate. We just ask a special blessing on the broadcast, the technology, and everything that we have going on, that everyone will set themselves aside and then dedicate this time to you so that we might grow in our most holy faith, if you're a believer, and be able to learn about the things and then maybe be challenged as an unbeliever to maybe accept this Christ that we so we so focus on. So in light of this day, Mother's Day, we're going to concentrate and thank you, Father God, for supplying Jesus Christ and giving us the Holy Spirit to empower us to do things like this. And we thank you for it. In that same Christ's name, amen. Amen. All right. That voice that you just heard that said amen is my good buddy, Brian Allen. Brian, how you doing, brother? I am doing well, Daryl. How are you doing? You're looking well. You got yeah. You got your normal stuff on there. Over there, you can go ahead and show it. If you're looking at it to us by way of Facebook, you can see what Brian's wearing is his normal gear, promoting his school. I won't mention those because I have affiliation with all schools in the Southern California area. But you wear the gear too, as well. Yes, indeed, indeed. I wear. Boy, I almost made the mistake of wearing both gears the other day at uh, my semi workplace, and uh, they said that would have been blasphemous. So I'm glad I didn't do that. Well, you, you know, it's funny, Daryl. <laughs> it's like, you know, the 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 main line when you, with USC is like fight on, right? right? So. Like I see people with USC gear, and I go fight on, and they look at me. What you talking about? What you talking about, Willis? Exactly. (laughs) Indeed, sometimes you forget, and I do forget, because I forget what the sayings are on a lot of these schools. I mean, like Loyola and other schools that I am affiliated with because of either friends or family go there or, you know, former coaches coaching there and all that type of stuff and kids going there. Listen. I love all you guys. <laughs> I love all you guys. If I can say that, just keep the peace and let's fight on with the good fight of Christ. Amen. That's uh, right. Okay, guys. And uh, we're going to be introducing uh, the professor in a little bit uh, momentarily when he when he gets on the air with us. But right now, without further ado, I want to introduce um, Eric. Eric is receiving our phone calls. He's our magnificent screener who makes this broadcast go because the broadcast goes as you call in, which are open, honest questions. We do want to give you a biblical response. Jared's probably says he's going to take care of all that engineering stuff, so don't have to be worried about that. He's back there cheering himself on, and I am too. <laughs> so, 
So we'll continue with the broadcast. But call Eric right now at 888-995-5552. That's the number, 888-995-5552. Eric will set you up with your call. Please make sure that any technology that you have on while you're on the phone, that is turned off. And if you listen to us by way of Facebook, uh, you can send us a question that way, email, tweet, messenger, in the various formats and platforms that we have. All those other addresses that you can um, dedicate your question to is Bible Info Brokers. Write that down. It's Bible Info Brokers for Facebook, email on our .com website, uh, messenger, or even tweeting us a question. So take advantage of all those platforms so we can have a seamless show and get as many questions as we can asked and answered. If you happen to be um, listening to us by those various formats, we thank you. And if you listen to us, especially by way of Facebook, I'll ask that you click that little share button. As I learn more about this technology, I can give instructions about it. That little arrow that goes to the right is share. And that button clicking along is such an evangelistic tool that you can lose by just clicking that mouse. I don't want to be around you and God when he asks you the question. If you listen by way of Facebook, and old easy ask you guys to click that button and you didn't do it. What you going to tell the Lord? Why did they click that button? Oh, easy be bugging me, but I ain't clicking no button. Well, you know what? It's not about me, God. I'm just trying to get you some investment um, uh, rewards in heaven by participating in the evangelistic tool. Brian, that's my gift to them so that they could join in in the rewards in heaven. That's pretty smooth what they say. Huh? I get, I get it. Lord say, what? You didn't listen to all Oh, Uncle Daryl, <laughs> click that button, folks. Share it with uh, Facebook. Let us know that you're out there. You can type in your name or send us a little emoji or what have you. But Brian, um, again, this is Mother's Day. Uh, you know, we don't um, we don't overemphasize it, but we do want to emphasize it since it is a special day. I mean, we, uh, I had the privilege of having a relationship with your mom, uh, Mama Rose, and of course, I always uh, talk about Mama Grace at the end of the broadcast. And those are two interesting ladies from the same area in Louisiana. Right. And not not even that, after talking to your mom, they were like four or five blocks from each other when they were growing up yeah. in, in that area. So you didn't know that. See, that's no, because, I didn't. Because I'm older, I keep up with these type of things. But it's just a, a privilege to, for folks that have their mother or remembering their mother on this special day that we celebrate. But also not... Um, ignorant to the fact that people didn't have the greatest relationships with all mothers, you know, right. just because it's your mom, uh, you may be going through some things, some struggles uh, with your mom. And I'm just going to ask and pray that uh, as we do this broadcast, that maybe um, a question about uh, moms are, you know, that's not the theme for the day. Cause we don't have a theme. It's all questions. But that you might want to consider if your mom is alive, uh, unlike Brian, mine's and Professor's mom is no longer with us. I'm, I'm not Eric. Um, I'm not sure Eric's mom is alive or not. I'm not sure, so I don't want to disrespect that situation. But the majority of us on the team, our mom's no longer with us. And I had a great relationship with my mom whereby she was almost like a sister because she looked so young when we were growing up. They thought that she was our sister, man. She used to. We got pictures of her roller skating and things like that with us yeah. when we were like, uh, you know, young, young, young men and young women. And my mom looked like one of the group. Now my dad a little older looking, but even though they were just a few years apart, mom looked like she was a part of the group. And you know how I feel about Mama Rose and oh, our cookies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Daryl too. You know, you talk to people sometimes as well, and their moms weren't around to raise them, but their grandmothers raised them. Yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. so. Um, <clears throat> that's a very again those are special situations and folks and if you don't have a very good relationship with your mom and she's still alive I would just ask that you consider um, 
being that person that would contact and try to mend that relationship, if it's mendable at all, as the Bible tells us, all that's what is in us, live with peace with all men, if all possible, and all and, that's within you. And and keep her in your prayer. Indeed, indeed. And so without further ado, I'll introduce Eric. You're calling in at 888-995-5552 to join the broadcast. I'll introduce our other teammate, um, our dear friend, Professor Craig Hawkins, who I still affectionately call uh, PCH. PCH, how you doing out there, brother? Doing well, thanks, Daryl. Good, good, and happy Mother's Day to you, man. Uh, you know, I know we <laughs> don't have our uh, moms there, but your dear wife, uh, you know, I know you guys took care and honored that situation, indeed. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, um, why don't we do this? Why don't we take phone calls, like we said, or even look at on the, on the Facebook page and see if we have questions there or emails and things like that, and get into the broadcast. So let's bring up our first caller of today from Pasadena. And we have, if the button is working for me, uh, if it's not, then I'm going to ask that you guys press me back and press it right here. Nope, that didn't work. Let me try this. Um, Jerry, can you press line one for me and b- bring up Christine? Oh, okay, very good. He's as, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, that's calls being set up there. But in the meantime, guys, um, anything you want to, uh, well, she's ready to go now, and I want to get into these questions. Yeah, we're going to get into these questions as much as we can. So, folks, please, if you've called in before and you weren't able to get on uh, because we ran out of time or what have you, please take advantage of the beginning of the broadcast. And if I promise any kind of priority from previous weeks, years, or decades, please take an opportunity to call in right now. We want to honor our word and give you some priority by calling in. It's 888 Eric will set you up. But right now, we will go to Christine. Christine, thanks for holding on and calling in. Hi, guys. Hey, Christine. Um, hi, Brian. <laughs> Sorry, I missed Wednesday, but I'll be back hopefully. That's all I right. Been able to stay up. I haven't been able to stay up late on Sunday nights, but I had a question that I thought, oh, I need to call in and ask the professor. And it's about... Uh, in Matthew, where Jesus talks about the sheep on the, and he puts the sheep on the right and the goats on the left, and it just kind of sparked me like, ooh, wait a minute, that's kind of, you know, the righteous are, you know, there's the right and the left, even in our political parties, the right and the left. Like, <laughs> wow, I don't know, I don't know if there's any correlation, but I, I just it, it it really sparked it. And you always know, if there's a question, call. Well, I'll tell you what, Christine, we're going to throw this question out to Professor and Brian, but I'll, I'll mention this one thing, that that particular okay. verse is talking about the church. So folks that are sitting in the pews going to church every Sunday and thinking that you're all safe and good, you might want to do what the Bible said, you know, can consider your salvation with fear and trembling uh, for days like this will come, Mama said. PCH, Brian? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I, I mean... I don't want to say coincidence, but but that's basically what it is. Is those of us who oh, who, yeah. who who are on the right, we would like to think, no, it's right. <laughs> the sheep are on the right, the goats are on the left. <laughs> isn't isn't I I just never look at it like that. <laughs> Our political parties right. are Craig, Craig, Craig. All right now, it's a, it's a I, very astute observation. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and I I, I mean it really it just shouted out to me like, oh, oh my gosh, the righteous are on the right, and the, it just tells you what's going on with this country of ours, but, you know, anyway, but Professor, you give me a much more logical answer, I'm sure. It's, 
it's it, it is uh, as much as I don't like saying that, but it is it's more coincidence. It okay. it is. Uh, I, I mean, I'd like to say, of course, it, it really is. <laughs> those on the right are the, are, are are literally on the right side, uh, but but it's a figurative expression that that some of us would like to think is literal, but but not necessarily. So um, I couldn't honestly say that. It's just it's coincidence. It really is. Um, okay. Okay. And I thought and, it was and, and, I thought yeah. predicted our election. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I understand. I, I like to think there's more to it, but, but there's not. And Okay. There are people who who think otherwise. Yeah, that that I can't always say because someone's on the left of a, of an issue, that means they're on the wrong side. Um, it's just it needs to be done to me on a case by case basis. Deal with the actual issue in question and the consequences thereof to tell whether or not it's literally now right or or wrong. Okay. 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 I think it's answered that, but thank you very much. Christine, you're very welcome. Thank you again for the call okay. and staying up. Well, that's, yeah. Okay, thanks. I'll, I'll try to stay up and listen to the rest. All right. Yes. Rest. See you Wednesday. Very good. You know, gentlemen, um, even though I made a little comment about that in the beginning about people that's in the church, you know, just because you go to church doesn't mean that you're saved. And just because your parents are your cousin or your best friend to say it's not a buddy system type situation. We will be talking about that a little later on when we give the great news that we do have. And um, that's just, you know, sort of like the the reality of life. I mean, we're talking about keeping it real, keeping it 100. What better way to keep it 100 for, for all eternity by knowing what the truth is as opposed to what a lie is? Yeah, you know, I have a question. I would, you know, I, I jumped to... Uh Matthew chapter seven, mm-hmm. and uh, I was looking at verse fifteen. You know, it's a very common passage. Beware the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are, ra- are ravenous wolves. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, the question is: These false prophets are are they in the Christian church, or are they in like um, say non Christian churches or uh, cultic uh, church um, places? Because it says because you can have a person who who's not teaching something correctly but is not doing it intentionally mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying he's you know they're making an error um not intentionally but just innocently compared to where it says ravenous or ravenous wolves which means they're where they are and they know that they're not teaching correct doctrine uh so what what would you say about that, Craig? When you is would it be more for those like in the actually in the Christian church or claiming to be in the Christian church or just really anywhere? I'd still say it's anywhere, but the context really is dealing with the church. And to be a ravenous wolf doesn't mean mean that you're necessarily doing it on purpose. You are aware of what you're doing because Paul uses the phrase. He says, "Deceived and being deceived." And there's a part of, of deception where people believe their own press, as we say. So it it doesn't mean to be a ravenous wolf doesn't necessarily mean intentional uh, that you're doing. Yes, intentional, exactly. Okay, so you can be it could be done unintentionally or intentionally and be could fall into the category of ravenous wolves. 
Sure, and, yeah. and how many times are things done that are in fact evil that people think are good? How many times, how many things that's been said have been done in the name of God that are really from the pit of hell? And sometimes, many times, people are deceived. They believe their own press. They, they think, they think, uh, it's certainly true of many of the classical heretics of church history. They thought they were doing something good. They think they're doing something right. It's not just they're thinking, oh, well, I know this is bad, it's really bad, and I'm doing it on purpose. They have rationalized what they're doing, thinking that it's really good, when in fact it's not at all. Amen. It, it reminds me, Brian, when you ask that question, and Craig, and I know you teach uh, um, lawyers, you know, jurisprudence and ethics and everything like that. And we, I remember going through the academy, we had this thing where we was learning about the law. And even though it's pretty obvious, but we don't really think about it a lot of times, there's crimes that are intentional crimes, specific intent, like murder and things like that. Then they have things that are not necessarily specific intent, but just as ravenous or, you know, uh, very deadly as crimes that are, are not specific intent, but yet and still you're still going to be held accountable and guilty for it. Gotcha. You know, it's, it's a very interesting uh, concept, and I think it's the truth in life that we live. You know, I, I encourage the, um, you know, I encourage folks, uh, you know, I, I say this uh, frequently, and that is when, uh, and that's what I like about this show because there's it's a broad, wide range of different questions. Mm-hmm. You know, Daryl, we're not we're not stuck on one topic or two topics for the, for two hours. That yeah, wouldn't be a bad thing, though. No, <laughs> I mean, there's time, there's times we should we do teaching, mm-hmm. uh, but the cool thing is is that there's just a wide variety of different topics, and the folks that are listening to the radio broadcast, they're growing in their faith because they're getting answers to a wide variety of different, uh, different questions. And it's interesting. And, and I say it all the time, you know, don't hesitate to call in. If you're reading your Bible, uh, you're going to have questions, you know, Craig and Daryl, I read my Bible. I still get questions. And then I just pull out the commentaries. I pull out the references. I, I go on, uh, uh, the websites and and look for the answers and get a wide variety of different um, a lot of different information on that passage or topic to find out what it means and what it's saying and we have an easy way to do that if you have if if you're reading your Bible you're gonna have questions boy what a great opportunity where you can call in and get your questions answered and I know Daryl there's been times people they say oh, I was you know felt a little hesitant to call yeah. because. <laughs> You know, we say the dumbest questions are the ones that are never asked. So call and get your question answered. Look, give us credit for being smart enough to put Eric on the phone to receive the the questions. Because I'm just imagining if Craig, Brian, or myself was on the phone receiving questions, how not too many people are going to get on on the air because we'll be dealing with you, you know, over there. Not that Eric is not ready to, to deal with the question himself, but Eric will set you up. By calling in at 888 right now because he does have those open lines and he wants to take your call and set you up with the question. Now, he will screen to make sure you're not, you know, kind of want to, you know, sort of like lose cannons. Pro- or propagate your own belief system, you, right. know, shoot, you know, shoot that out like that. So that's what the broadcast is about, uh, folks. And we have a lot of issues that's going on in life, like Brian said, reading your Bible and stuff like that. Uh, if if you do that along, like Brian said, if you Bible study, you have issues with people in life. The Bible is a is a book that talks about 
so many subjects, man. It's like when you're talking about when you just come over one passage or something like that, how it can take. You can take a free trip by going through all the commentaries, going by all the different people in life who talked about the subject matter. Craig has been in this industry of apologetics for what, Craig, how many years now? Most of your adult life, huh? Uh, yes. <laughs> and, and, and I said, what, 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 what's, the, what's the phrase when we know that Craig about to say 32 years, Brian? We know he's talking about he's been in this thing a long time. And, and by being in this, it's a blessed privilege to be able to have people do, and Craig, I know you talked about it before, what you've done. Because people who are in, 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 in intelligentsia, as it were, or formal education, they they need that word as well. And they have some very strong mindsets on what they believe and not believe, just like all of us should. And those questions need to be answered from that perspective. And, and here's one thing, too, I want to say. You know, Craig mentions, you know, the number of years he's been in ministry, the number of years he's teaching. You know, we talk about it. But, you know, what's always said? Still, after all those years, after all that teaching, after still all, you know, still being in ministry, what do you say? Don't go by what I say. <laughs> Test it for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that, and that, and that's, and that's what we say on this on this on this uh, radio broadcast. Don't go by what we said. We're going to give you the answers, and we believe we're going to give you the right biblical answer. But be like the brands and test what we say. I don't know why I'm on this tip today. Maybe I'm, 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 I'm sort of like channeling the spirit of my mom. And I'm going to say this. What you going to do when you and the Lord have a conversation about saying, well, you know, you guys have uh, listened to Bible Information Brokers for 20-plus years, and you've never called in. You never had a question. Yeah, you support us financially. Yeah, you support us uh, prayerfully. But you mean they didn't have a question that you want to call and answer or ask it, ask and answer it? I'm not saying that it's a, a necessarily a bad thing, but, gee, if you've listened to us for some time, please, this is your broadcast. Take an opportunity to call in. We want to hear your question. But, but what helps and what's so cool is that when they ask the question and they get the answer, it helps Man. hundreds. Yeah. and thousands yeah. yes. of other yes. people as well because they hear it live on the radio and then they also have the podcast that they can listen to. They can Archive go to the shows. listen to it. Yeah. Listen, folks, these mechanisms that we have as we, you know, maturated in the technology world over the years and uh, we used to have discussions, correct? Remember we were talking about how you can have a group of people, your close friends, everything, and just talk to them but the, the beauty of God providing this, this vehicle, this tool. Listen, this time is good to be a tool. We are a tool. Use us. Please use us. 888 is the number. 888 Call Eric. Right now, he received your phone call. Everything else is Bible Info Brokers for the Facebook email, tweet, or even giving us a, a messenger question. Let's go back to the phone and to the LBC, which is also known as Long Beach, and talk with Marvin. Marvin, thanks for holding on and calling in. Hi. How you doing, uh, sir? My question, my question is this. Um, um, I, I accepted Jesus and, and he, you know, I've been doing real good and everything, um, uh, and a lot of stuff and I'm still working, but I feel, I really do feel the presence of God and I feel like, um, I'm very obedient and I know that deep in my heart, I don't want to hurt God or, or I just want to be obedient. If God says, Hey, don't do this, I'll, I'll try not to do it and I'll do my best. And so far everything's been great. I, I haven't done nothing sexually. I haven't, you know, done anything like that. But lately, I feel like my body, like I don't, I don't want to have sex, like with, with, because I want to be obedient and I just want to do things right. But then lately, I feel like my body wants to, 
wants to has an urge so strong that I feel like it wants to um, almost like release itself, and I don't want to. But then that's where my question is: like, how can? Because sometimes I'll get urges, but yeah. I'll resist them. But now I feel like my body wants to yes. do it naturally, like yeah, naturally totally it wants understand. to release, yeah. and I feel guilty because. I feel like my body wants to just do it, but then I, w- gotcha. I w- almost like need to call someone and be like, "Hey, can?" So I feel like is it Marvin? A Marvin, let, but Marvin, let me do this bad? with you. Marvin, let me do this uh, real quickly because when we have subject matters that may be a little bit more sensitive, I'm going to make a quick disclaimer that if anybody has any children that may be listening on in the subject matter that uh, Marvin is alluding to, uh, may be a little sensitive to the ears that you want to deal with your your children or someone that may not be ready for this type of conversation that you want to deal with them personally, then take the opportunity to you know either remove them from the room or what have you. But we want to be able to deal with Marvin's question. Marvin, we definitely understand your question and we want to get into it uh brian at pch great great okay well uh, so in other words you're human how long have you been a believer five marvin how long have you been a christian well i grew up since a kid but i've been taking it seriously now in my 40s like really serious and, and I really know God is with me and I accept him and I feel like I'm in love with God right now. I'm in love with Jesus and his word. Right. No, I, under- and- I understand that. Yeah, Marvin. Well, Marvin, look, you're, you're human. He, he, humans uh, experience temptation. So it, 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 it's important to make the distinction. Being tempted is not sin, uh, but to be tempted and we all have different areas of vulnerability, but all believers are tempted. Um, and the question is not are you tempted, but by the grace of God, do we not give in to it? And even, I'm not justifying sin, but you can give in. Uh, you, no, I'm not saying you should, but people do, and God will forgive you. Uh, that's not justification to do it. I want to be careful here. But the point is, you're, that means you're human, my friend. You're human, and you're experiencing temptation like the rest of humanity. And what, the, the issue is not that you're tempted. The issue is what do you do with it, and how do you handle that? That's that's what matters. And it's good that you, you, you've already said that you are attempting, you want to obey God, you want to please God, but you are tempted. And I would argue that is the struggle of the believer. Indeed. And, and you know, one another thing, Marvin, is I say this all the time, uh, you know, we're tempted, and we see in the Bible Jesus was tempted. And I like to look at what Jesus did, and what did he do? He used the Word of God, and that's what we have. He says, Satan, it is written. What's the Greek? Greg, uh, uh, correct? He says, it is written. And he used the Word of God to uh, against against the devil. And so I suggest that you find whatever that weakness is in your life, whoever it is, and find the Word of God and go in the Bible and look at the Scripture and the passage that deals with that specific temptation. And when that temptation comes, um, use the Word of God against it. And on top of that, you know, be in prayer about it all the time. You know, Uh, ask the Lord to keep you from that temptation on a regular basis, on a daily basis, uh, when that temptation comes, and that's to come to that. Um, and uh, again, use the word of God to deal with that Can temptation. I say something really quick about that. Uh, I just feel like it's not more like a temptation because, like I said, 
a temptation. It's like sometimes women will be like, "Hey, you want to?" But I say no, and and, and I and I re- I refuse. But I feel like this is not a temptation. I feel more like my body, the natural mechanism of my body, wants to do that. Like it, like it happened to me once, and it ha- and it always happens when I really follow Jesus and I get really into Jesus and I stop having relationships with anybody, including even myself. I won't even touch, do nothing. And then my body once, I even went to the restroom and it did it on its own. Like it, it released on its own and I was scared. And I thought I felt God and I started to cry and I said, God, but I've been, I've been dealing, I've been not trying to go into temptation and I've been not trying to do nothing with nobody. How is it that all of a sudden my body released without, when I went to the restroom and it did it on its no, own? No, we got you. Okay. God, and I felt so bad. And Marvin, and that's, so a, and that's the thing that, let me, let me, let me interrupt you right there, Marvin only because of the, the graphic nature of what you're talking about. And we appreciate that as far as uh, adults are as concerned. I'm going to say this to you. It's interesting that you're talking about the subject matter because we were talking about in church today at Lincoln in regards to uh, Genesis 39 and dealing with Joseph's temptation. And the preacher was talking about how uh, he gave what he believed the, uh, the age of Joseph was being a young man and being tempted by Protestants for his wife, the Egyptian, and how he uh, uh, dealt with that. So I wanted, uh, Brian was talking about the word of God, and I know you're talking about what you're experiencing in life, but our experiences in life are our experiences, yes. But then I don't want, I don't, I don't think I want to have you take the experience that you have and then say, "Well, that's just my body," as though it's not just our body that we're dealing with, because we are dealing with the three things where every category in life of the vicissitudes and the temptation, everything you go through in life is going to be under one of three categories: the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, or the boastful pride of life. So whatever that category you're dealing with, like you talk about your body, your body is dealing with that. So you need to saturate yourself. And for my personal uh, experience myself, when we all deal with these various issues and you ought to saturate yourself with the word of God, specifically about this subject matter in the word of God and find out all the various people, how they dealt with it in the Bible as one thing. When you do that, you will start building your faith up. You start building up uh, yourself. Is this going to satisfy and everything, take care of it uh, immediately? I would say maybe not. But at the same time, when you pray to the Lord and ask him sincerely about this, as Brian was alluding to, that's where the power is as far as you seriously and earnestly dealing with the Lord on this matter in a specific area. Um, gentlemen, you have any other comment uh, for Marvin in regards to this, Greg? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, it's we, we should do all we do all we can to stay out of temptation. Look, if I have a difficulty in an area, if I have a problem drinking, I'm not going in a bar. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to be putting myself in harm's way, as we say. I want to do all that I can to to stay away from sin. But but the point is, you're you're a biological being. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're uh, assuming you're healthy and normal. Uh, there are certain drives. That that you're going to have, and your job is simply to keep your, if I can just be crass, is keep your mind where it belongs. Indeed, is is uh, to 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 stay, uh, you know, thinking about the Lord and trusting in Him and walking with Him. And it sounds like you are, but you, you seem almost a little naive, like you're shocked, like wow, I still have drive. <laughs> 
Well, that's because you're apparently a healthy individual, and and that happens. You what matter? All that matters is that you, before the Lord, are careful where you let your mind go, and you're not indulging in things that you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be, you know, coddling sin to to embracing sin. Make no provisions, as the old kind of King James version phrase. Make no provisions. Don't don't give opportunity for sin. That's your job as a believer. And it, but that really, it's trusting in God, relying upon the Holy Spirit, the Word of God working in your life. But, but when it's all said and done, you shouldn't be surprised that you still have certain drives and desires. That just means you're a normal, healthy individual. And, it, you know, and, and then so then, then the issue is, I, I'm assuming we really didn't talk about it. I'm assuming that you didn't say directly that you're, you're not married. And maybe it is simply the case that you should be married and that, that you, you have those drives and those urges, which are normal and healthy in and of themselves, but they have to be uh, channeled, if I can use that term. Uh, they have to be uh, focused, if you will, for a pro- proper um, uh, way for them to be dealt with, and that is in marriage uh, in, a, in a monogamous relationship. Um, so, I mean, yeah, just to be honest, it's basic biology. Um, yeah, you can look, you can be as spiritual as, as anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? And that doesn't mean, it doesn't mean, Look, uh, to be godly doesn't mean you don't have temptations. It's what you do with the temptations. It's And you seem almost shocked that your body still has certain drives and urges, and you shouldn't be. Uh, all that matters, and you know this before the Lord, is you're not doing things that promote or provoke that in an unhealthy manner. Don't set at yourself up. Of, don't set yourself at up. The end of the, yeah. the end of the day, it sounds like simply you should be married. It's kind of pretty straightforward. And and when we're uh, dealing towards that, I'll, I'll just share this with you real quickly. Uh, again, at church, we're going through a series, and uh, if you're interested, um, you can send me an email, and I'll send you where you can get the link at, or I may even post it on our Facebook page, whereby we're talking about sexual, not just sexual purity, but purity as a Christian. And it's more than just a notion. It's more than just keeping yourself sexually pure. It's more than just sexual. It's all the temptations of life and how our mind works, and like we should be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So, um, Marvin, if you have access to the internet, if you send me a, a email, uh, your email, I'll send you a link whereby you can check out this uh, this series on purity. Um, and I think it's a great thing. And, and again, saturate yourself with the Word of God in that area. And like Craig said, man, work towards being American. It's not like you're a healthy young man that may need to go in that area. Yeah, and Daryl, yeah, you know, I think you need to. Go ahead, Craig. That's been working. You know, that's why I don't do anything because I'm like, you know what? God could give me something really good, but I just noted that the body is, is and, I, I'm and not saying that, but I feel like, you know, the body wants wants to do that. And then I, I, I start getting pain, like, around my stomach, on the top of my stomach and welcome, stuff, like, by the side. Welcome to healthy, because, real man. Welcome, welcome to being a healthy, real man, Marvin. Welcome. How old are you, Marvin? May I ask how old you are? I'm 40, about to be 41 yeah, this yeah. year. <laughs> still young. Yeah, still sorry, young. young. <laughs> <laughs> still young, brother. Look, uh, I'm looking at Brian over in his 60s and all the rest of us. And trust and believe, we thank, we thank God for those functions, but we also know we have to uh, have control of them by self-controls as part of the gifts of the Spirit. 
Yeah, Daryl. All righty, guys. Thank this, you so much. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome yeah. advice. All right, Marvin. Just, Appreciate you. Isn't just yeah. It isn't just this area. It's every area. Exactly. Because it's like anger. When the Bible says, "Be angry and sin not," it mm-hmm. doesn't say being angry per se is wrong, but anything, any emotion or drive can be either healthy and normal. Or it can be sinful. It's what we do with it. But self-control is a key aspect Man. here. And I believe that really comes from uh, knowing who we are in Christ and that temptation is there in whatever area. And some experience temptation more in one area than another. Uh, but it's wrecking the old man dead, use no you know, biblical metaphors, mm-hmm. and not giving into that stuff. Just like if if somebody cuts me off on the freeway, mm, I get angry. Your favorite. Especially <laughs> if they endanger if they endanger my life, especially you're doing something kind of stupid, yes, not really paying attention. I'm naturally angry, but I don't have to. I that doesn't mean I have to do things that are inappropriate or or. Uh, that are wrong or unhealthy either. It's it's knowing how to, by the grace of God, the power of God, to c- take control of who you are and not let your urges and drives run you, but you control them. And that's just part of maturing as a, as a believer, and frankly, as a human being, period. Indeed. Sometimes I get it mixed up with the two groups. What is the group that deals with every man's battle? As opposed to the the, the the counseling, like with relationships and things like that, every man's battle is um, right. That's new life counseling centers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. might want to look into that. And I, Brian, as we said in the beginning of the broadcast, amazing. I bet you there's more than just Marvin out there uh, dealing with the issues of a healthy uh, oh, yeah. manhood or womanhood, as it were. And uh, like we said, the question that Marvin called in about, I guarantee you, I'm almost. Uh, can guarantee, as they say, that that affected a lot of people. A lot of people can relate to it and participate in resolving their lives issues with what we said and what we gave the answer to. And that participation is a good segue into how can people participate, Brian, with this, with this ministry to help us keep on the air, keep us doing what we're doing so that in their participation, not only are they contributing to the kingdom of God in my personal belief, you got your little paper there set up, I'm stalling a little bit, but yet they can participate in this broadcast so that in years to come, people can even listen to these broadcasts archive and say, those old guys was talking about some serious subjects. That's because people call in with serious subjects. How can they participate, Brian? What am I talking about? Well, you're talking about a couple ways they can uh, uh, donate by Going to the website, BibleInfoBrokers.com, BibleInfoBrokers.com. Click on the link that says support and donate. Real easy to do. Or if they want to mail in their donation, uh, they can mail it to uh, Living by the Word, Living by the Word. That's at P.O. Box 90477, 90477, Los Angeles, California, 9,090009. And as always, I do want to thank those that... Um, Donate to this ministry. I want to thank those that pray for this ministry. And I'm going to ask those that do not pray for this ministry mm. to do so. And if you do not donate to this ministry, I would ask that you prayerfully consider yes, doing that as indeed. well. 
That's it, Daryl. Really appreciate that, Brian. And folks, uh, we're going to get to more questions, uh, but you can join in. Uh, Billy and Dan, we're going to get to your question momentarily, but if you're also interested in all type of issues, then this opportunity for you to call in with your issue. What is your question? Uh, 888-995-5552. Brian already gave the .com website. Here's the Facebook page and also Messenger and tweeting us questions at Bible Info Brokers is the way to do that and join in in the broadcast. Reverend Phil, we're going to get to that Roe versus Wade situation, the, you know, the, the big deal that's going on in our country. We're going to be dealing with that uh, momentarily, so stay tuned for that. If you're interested in that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to deal with that question because Reverend Field wrote about it. But right now, let's go to the city of Torrance and talk with Dan. Dan, thanks for holding on and calling in. Hello. Hi, Dan. Hello. How you doing, brother? Uh, now Torrance, I can say Torrance now that I have a place instead of the South Bay. I, I'm not in it yet, but I'm in Torrance now. My new apartment's going to be in Torrance. Well. My man, praise the Lord, man. So, um, yeah, it's nice to be able to say a city instead of an area. Indeed. Um, so the question, well, first let me tell you this, because for the, for the engineer or whatever, while I'm on hold I, I, just now, I could barely understand you. It's okay. distorting really bad for for while I'm on hold. I can hear you really good now. Okay, while okay. While I was on hold. Okay, so I don't know if any of the other people are experiencing that as well. That might be why we listen to the radio as opposed to trying to listen to the phone. Then there's a five-second delay or whatever. Right, right, right. But to the question, to the question, um, I wanted to carry on a little bit with what the first caller was talking about. I'd heard that I think our Greek word for sinister, um, that we get sinister from, uh, means is also used for the left in the Bible. That, uh, that whenever they're talking about the left, they use the word sinister or something like that. And then Jesus also sits at the right hand of the Father, ever making intercession for us. As a chooser, I think it's also on the left. I don't know if I just extrapolated that on my own, figured that, thought that on my own, or whether the devil actually, or if the Bible actually says that the devil's on the left, accusing us while Jesus is on the right. Um, I think, think we know where you're going with that. Like, what, what, give me that question, though, Dan. Give me that question. What's the question in that? Okay. For the professor, I asked it. So fill me in on the, on the Greek and where the, the left is sinister, always sinister. In the Bible, um, somewhere back in my studies years ago, it comes from there, and I don't remember. So I'm asking the professor if that any of that makes sense. Craig, were you able to hear Dan's question? Because I can repeat it sort of in a, in a short version. Yeah, why don't you go ahead, Daryl? Yeah, the, the question Dan is basically asking. We had the caller earlier talking about the left and the right. Uh, when Christine called about, and you made a little, a sort of little, um, you know, pun towards the fact that, hey, I mean, maybe, maybe it is, maybe it's not. But that's not your understanding. What the Bible says it just happens to be. But Dan is saying that in his studies back in the day, the word sinister uh, was uh, using the word like something to do with left. Uh, Satan is dealing with the uh, the idea of something to the left. Um, you know. So not, and I'm gonna throw this in there. Not letting your right hand know uh, what the other one is doing. That's just extra. But Dan is going along the line of sinister and the devil as being something to the left, and so maybe it's more than just a notion. 
No, there's there, there's nothing there. Um, the word really, really sin, and we get our word sinister derivative from that, is hemartino, hemartolos in related words, doesn't have anything to do with being left. That This is more of a... Of a of a cultural thing, and and it's how do I say this? It's it's just cultural. When when we t- basically people who were left-handed were uh, f- for goofy reasons considered dishonest or not trustworthy, and you know you notice. And again, it's I, I don't want to put, put too much into this. But notice, okay, now our culture shake hands, and we typically in the West we do that. But notice when you shake hands, do you ever shake hands with your left? No. Um, I mean, unless your right arm hand's broken or something. I mean, no, you people always, even if they're left-handed or ambidextrous, all things equal, people shake with their right hand. And there's other the reasons for this, and they're really trivial, and I really don't want to get into them here on, on the air because it has nothing to do with anything good. There's some just really base derogatory reasons why people tend to look down upon people who are left-handed, and there's no there's no biblical basis for it. For it. You okay, Brian? Um, okay. All right. Hey, Dad, so, go ahead real quickly. So, any rate, no, so, I just, so so I, so there's no there's no correlation between being right-handed being good, if you will. On the right hand is just a figure of speech. It's typically it's just a, the way it was. The person on the right was considered the, the mo- second most powerful, or had the delegated power of whoever's on the throne or in leadership. But it's just a common phrase we say, my right hand. For example, the phrase, my right-hand man. Uh, yeah. But it doesn't. Impl- there's no mm-hmm. implication here that left is somehow related to sinful. It's just we, we just take that as, well, you're basically, in a sense, on the left, or you're not on the right side, so you're on the wrong side. But uh, we don't want to push that any farther than it'll go, because it doesn't go any farther, I would argue. Sounds good. Brother Dan, we thank you very much, man. Congratulations with everything that's happening in your life, my brother. Appreciate you. God bless. 888-995-5552 is the number. 888-995-5552 is the number. Call Eric right now. Uh, he's neither left-handed or right-handed. He's ambidextrous, I understand, and he could take your call either way. 888-995-5552. Everything else is Bible Info Brokers. Bible Info Brokers with Facebook, email, tweet, or even messenger us questions. Let's um, let's do this. Let's go back to the phone call Um phone calls and go to Burbank and talk with Billy. Billy, thanks for holding on and calling in. Yes, hi. How you doing, sir? What's your question for the night? Okay. I'll explain to you the intro there. Uh, when you're born again, the Spirit comes and lives inside of you, right? And so you have the Spirit. We saw we are the body. Our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So I'm piggybacking from the other the gentleman talking about his sexual uh, endeavors, but I, it's, this is not sexual. It's just everyday life, and and, and you can't you can't cover it at all for me, because you know you have anger, if you have a temper, and if you things are not going well on your on your job, you know you come in contact with people that push your button, you know you want to lash out. Why come the Holy Spirit don't help you then? Wow! If He's inside of you, I, 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 
like, I don't know if I'm explaining it right. No, I, th- I think you are. I'm, I'm, tra- I'm tracking with you, and I think that other gentlemen are as well as many, many of our listening audience. Uh, before Professor Craig, I mean, Brian goes in on this, I'm just going to refer you to Second Timothy, I think it's right, on one fourteen, where it talks about the hope by the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guards the good, deposit entrusted in you. But I, I would like Craig and Brian to kind of deal with the idea of the, what's the word I'm looking for, the chronology, if I could use that word, of how the Holy Spirit comes in from you being an unbeliever and how he even deals with you as an unbeliever to a believer, kind of seals us in a relationship and then goes on from there to deal with us in our practical, everyday way of living. So, PCH and Brian, what say you in regards to Billy's excellent question? Well, well, first of all, you know, we, we want to... Uh, Look at the passages that show that the Holy Spirit does live with inside of us, mm-hmm. and you can find that uh first corinthians three sixteen where it says, "Do you not know that you are a temple of God, and that the Spirit of God Amen. dwells in you and if you stay in that same book um in chapter six um verse nineteen, I believe it is. Uh, pretty much says the same thing, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? And so one of the things that we have to realize is that, you know, we're we're in a sin-cursed creation, and as uh, as Christians, we're going to be attacked. We're going to be, um, you know, on an ongoing basis, okay? Uh, and so... Uh, one of the things we talk about is um, the Holy Spirit, like you said, that lives inside of you. And that is one of the things, well, that is the thing that we use to overcome the attacks, overcome the temptations, overcome the things that uh, come about us as Christians as we are attacked by the enemy. And as we are, as long as we're in this imperfect body, imperfect world, you know we're going to be attacked by the uh, by the enemy but my point is if we did not have the holy spirit mm-hmm. inside of us boy then havoc would be wreaking all over as it, it, you know even more exactly so craig yeah i understand that so you know what i'm hello yes um craig are you still with us yes and, and I appreciate what Brian said, and I would just say uh, something else as well, and that he is inside of you, but he doesn't – you're not a robot. He doesn't, like, flip a switch, and he doesn't force you to do the right thing. So just because – the the challenge and the source of the temptation is still there, mm-hmm. and if it wasn't, you, you wouldn't be you, and you would never grow. If God just simply sw- flipped a switch or made us do the right thing every time, we would be some type of robot or automaton or something, whatever you want to call that. But that wouldn't be human. And so the the difference is that because he and indeed Christ, indeed the triune God lives in us. But but the issue is, is that we don't have to sin. Here's the difference. The believer doesn't have to sin, and that's the power of God. But the choice is still yours. So don't ever we we need as Christians to be aware. Even in, in the afterlife, we're going to have free. We're going to have free will. You're going to have will. Even uh, even the great um, you know confessions like the Westminster Confession and others talk about this in heaven having the ability to choose. 
So it's not like you, you, God comes in, okay, you no longer have the ability to choose. What the, what the key is, you have the ability to, to choose and not to do it, and that's the power of God in us. The non-Christian can't really say that. The Christian can say that, and the Christian can never say, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I, I could not control myself. No, that's not true. You chose not to control yourself. And so the Christian can never say, I, you know, the devil made me do it, or, and or otherwise, <laughs> I couldn't help myself. No, 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 you, ch- you chose, you gave in. Some get tempted more than others, some are more vulnerable than others, but at the end of the day, for all of us, it's a choice. And, and okay. Okay. we have the ability okay. not to sin if we rely upon God and the power that he gives us. And, and now... Okay. Go ahead. Okay, now, okay, okay. When, when you, well, okay, I've been thinking, I said, well, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm in the confines of that fruit, if I, if, if I stay with that fruit, then I know that I have the control. But, so, if, if I'm not part of that fruit of the Spirit, that means I'm not in, in control. Is that what you're saying? I don't think that I don't think that's what they're saying it that way. If I'm understanding you correctly, a fruit is yeah, the fruit of the spirit, like love, joy, peace. peace well, that that is yeah, all power. all those things are part of that. But I think I would lean more towards what it says in Ephesians about do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the spirit, which is to do the various things you said, the self control, and all those other things come in a part and a play. But Professor, as far as I'm concerned, clearly articulated that it's a job of us to do that. Because if not, why didn't just God simply save us and then simply we never sin? Again, there's nothing to do with us at all. You click on a switch, and we automatically do. What's yeah. that lost in space robot? Uh, you know no, that danger, does not compute. Danger, yeah. you know, danger and all that stuff. So we're not that person. We're, we're not that being. We're the beings that can still sin. But the difference between the Christian and the, and the unchristian or the unbeliever and the believer is that we, by the power of the Holy Spirit, do not have to. Well, and I want to add to that. You know, there's an old, you know, I don't know that old saying, "Let go, let God." You know, if you try to do this yourself, it, it ain't it ain't gonna happen. You need the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome the sin, the temptations, and everything else. And I think back, you know, insofar as what Craig was saying, you know, the choice. Boy, what did a, what did a third of the uh, the angels do in heaven? Uh, apparently, they had a choice, and they made a choice. And so, I'm not saying we are angels, but we have that choice as well to not succumb or to succumb. And uh, again, it's by the power of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us that allows us to overcome uh, the things that are thrown at us through the devil, by the devil. Billy, I hope that's helpful to you, brother. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate your phone call, brother. God bless you, man. You know, guys, we're going to talk about that subject a little bit more in depth in regards to the gospel message, because in that gospel message, it talks about how how we're saved and, and we sail by the Spirit of God as far as our relational. Uh, situation, our position in Christ, but then we got a whole lot of work to do. God is working along with us as he's the workman, but it's almost like it's almost like raising your children, you, and, and you see your children maturate and grow, and you teach them various things. You know, like Craig say, Craig, you don't run the street, but yet those two little feet be dashing towards the street without any kind of concern about any cars that may uh, do damage to the body and things like that. So in our maturation, even as a, a natural being, 
it's a, it's a similar maturation in my, as far as I'm understanding in a spiritual world whereby certain things must be done in order for you to grow up and mature in your most holy faith. Guys, we have about a minute and a half left. Any quick comments before I take us into the break? Yeah, I want to go back to something that kind of ties in. Sorry, Brian, to be a step on you there. Um, is the word sinister, I have to look at it. I'm, I mean, I'm not an etymologist. I don't specialize in the, in the origin of words. Um, but what I was, my point was in Hebrew and Greek, sin doesn't come from being on the left. Some have, the word sinister has the idea of portentous of evil, uh, you know, so on and so forth. A number of synonyms would be used for it. But you, it, people did derive, well, then therefore you're on the left. Mm-hmm. But there was nothing in eight in the original, the origin of the word, its root or its meaning, is, it, that it meant to be on the left side. People just simply took it that way. Well, if you're not on the right side, you must be on the left side. But mm-hmm. that's not in, in indigenous, uh, that's not the word I want, it's not inherent, there we go, in the word itself, in sin, for example, hey, Martino, to sin, is not in, inherent to it to mean you're on the left. Some people, uh, if you look at a dictionary and then they list them, uh, what you call lexical definitions, you'll, you will find way down there on the list to be on the left. But that that's just because of uh, a number of other factors that have nothing to do with the original meaning or etymology of the word early on. Well, I appreciate it when you said indigenous, but I was relating to you. I know exactly what you meant. So I appreciate that word. Okay. <laughs> and being as indigenous as I can to California, I'm going to say, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to us right now, you can call in right now during the break to get these calls set up. So Eric will take your call and set it up if you call in at 888-995-5552, 888-995-5552. Or everything else is Bible Info Brokers, Bible Info Brokers, uh, send us an email, tweet, or text, or Facebook question. We're going to take a break right now and be back with more of your questions from the Bible Information Brokers presented by Living by the Word Ministries.